This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm Mitch LaFon from Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. You are listening to the Shouted Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Listen, I preferred when Jerry was part of the team, but hey, whatever. This one's unholy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck Six one seven five two five. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up, there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode one seventy four. Worst cover song ever. Question mark. I was going to say, is there a question mark there? I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to yeah. find out. We're, we're, we're going into uncharted territories with this uh, th- this topic. Potentially could be a series. Who, who knows? Well, who knows? you never know. But I, all I know is the continuation of shouting out loud cast punching bag called <laughs> poison. Anytime we can. Circle the wagons on poison for an episode. Sign me up. Woo. Just be thankful, people. We don't have Pony on for this one. Oh, he loves. Does he love poison? He probably does because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but we love we love Pony and his poison. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, uh, I'm back. Uh, COVID, COVID free. I think. Nice. I was telling Good. you that I. Uh, I took that medicine that they prescribe now too, uh, Prova, Prova, whatever the fuck you guys call it. And it tastes like drinking a glass of water full of 50 year old coins that you fall found in your grandfather's drawer. That's nice. So yeah. you don't have COVID. It just, you know, you're just eating a sleeve of fucking nickels from the arcade. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Good for you. That's, that's the aftertaste that I've been having oh. taking that. Med- if I, I'm telling you guys, if you get it and you you're okay, don't take the meds. There you Fucking go. Nasty. Oh. This episode brought to you by Provolix, uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah. I could give you a nice um, Matt Wallace description oh. of what it's like to take that medicine because it's not sh- uh, switchblades or fucking razors coming out of my ass. I think it's a back saw coming out of my ass. Ripping out everything. <laughs> oh, the pain. Oh, my I've God. never had that much fucking like, ow. Really? <laughs> oh, Jeez, just, I think I'd rather have COVID, which I've already had it. So 
Oh, I, I'm telling you, I've dropped like five pounds or four or five pounds in four That's days. That's good for you. Hey, how'd you lose weight? What, you been running? You been working? Nah, I got COVID. <laughs> I got the fat. I got the podcasters diet going. What? <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, I got COVID. Got COVID. I lost, I lost weight. Ooh, that podcasters diet will be on full <laughs> display in a few weeks when we head to Nashville for Creatures Fest. I think the podcast is on the moped. Oh. They're, they're already beep, beep. the highway. Yeah, exactly. beep, beep. Yeah. Vinnie Vincent coming through. <laughs> beep, beep. Hell, look, a podcast on the way. Hey, buddy. Beep, hey, beep. Guys, hey, the buffet's this way. Beep, beep. <laughs> well, oh, man. Tom, we had a fun episode last week. We discussed the number four song on Kiss albums. Yeah. Woo. Speaking yeah. of hot, burning diarrhea. Ooh, that was the COVID <laughs> of track slots. <laughs> Razor blade, asshole bleeding fucking slot number four. But it's still Kiss, which means we love it. Yep. So what did we do last week? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? What did you do last week? <laughs> okay. Well, we did our poll here, favorite song. So what we did was we took Zeus's top two and my top two, and those were four options. So we had Young and Wasted, Wouldn't You Like to Know Me, Naked City, and Ladies Room. One of the closest polls we've ever had in Shout yeah. It Out Loud cast history. There was actually a tie for first. Wow. Ladies Room and Wouldn't You Like to Know Me at 28%. Young and Wasted at 23%. Naked City at 21%. So points separating all these, which I, I don't actually- understand. Because all the comments seem to say, yeah, Naked City. Did you see that? The people that which, commented. Yeah, were, which is shocking. Saying- yeah, because it's funny also because this poll was interesting because you got classic, you know, the classic era ladies room solo album. Wouldn't you like to know me that the, the weird unmasked era and then unmasked would lick it up, the lick it up era. Yeah, all the it, it's like the Naked City hashtag Naked Cult came out. It was like, oh, great song. Look, Naked City, is, it's okay. It's relax, a good song yeah, relax. going on great. The thing is that I liked is the fact that we didn't do the typical. All right, shock oh, yeah. me, cold gin. No, yeah, we're we're not doing the hotter than hell. No, and, and no. that's why we got a fun, interesting poll. Yeah, exactly right. That's, I don't think it's a coincidence. They get it's all close amongst all four. Connor Warman says Naked City, and it's not even close. Amy J, I went with Naked City. Love the vibe. Hope you feel better. Ah, that was nice. Amy J's she's very nice, very interactive, very nice. Big Kiss fan. We like that. Yeah. John Bailey, all these songs are good, but for me, it's young and wasted. Oh, yeah. Andy, ladies' room is my least favorite. Never a huge fan. Young and wasted is great, but wouldn't you like to know me? Is top 10. Wow. Settle down and then speaking of settle down our, our buddy here clark side of the moon hot take get all you can take is the best song on animalize that that's that is ridiculous it's ridiculous it's get a good all song. you can take is better than whoa shit <laughs> submit that video please <laughs> oh shit my cat jumped on top of the screen and knocked my camera <laughs> what the fuck don't edit this out oh no Henley, are you alive back there? What the fuck? Yeah, forget your cat. We're recording. <laughs> Keep going. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, get all you can take. Best song on Animalize. But then he says, is that saying much? Which means I think he's shitting on the album, which that's also a crime. Jean-Francois Albert. Naked City. One of my favorite Kiss songs. Wow. Uh, and then you got a lot of love for Ladies Room. 
Dr. Van Halen says it's a travesty that Naked City is last fake poll. My goodness, all the love for Naked City. That's stunning. Uh, and by the way, we are recording on May the 4th. That was the whole topic of the episode last week. May the 4th be with you. And today is that. Uh, a couple episode specific commentary. Our buddy Steve, as always, breaks it down. Um, he goes with only you, number one. But we know him. He loves the elder. Wow. People pick an ozone. Woof. Yikes. Uh, lovely Lance Lumley. Another great concept for you guys on the idea of number four tracks being throwaways on records. Our buddy Lance, he loves bringing up Barry Manilow. And he knows Barry has a home here. Barry had three official signal singles that were in the fourth slot. Oh, we love Barry. Maybe Barry will make an ARC appearance. Brad Baird says, feel better, Zeus. It's very nice. Uh, Joel Hoffman was very upset that we were making fun of Ava Gardner taking a shit. But sorry, that's what happens when you listen to this show. Um, and West Beach, thanks for ruining Ava Gardner. I will never look at her the same way again. <laughs> well, I'm back. Right at the perfect segment, somebody talking about a hot chick taking a a shit. (laughs) Brian Peterkin says, another great episode. I now have to make my top 10. Thank you for picking my email as the comment of the week. I like how you both show your appreciation for us listeners. Yes, Brian. Thank you. We love the listeners. We love the listeners like Wally Vidal. Great episode. I love these ranking episodes. Naked City and the Unmasked album are great. The rhythm section on that song is tighter than Alexa Bliss's ass. Oh, Ooh. and then you posted a picture saying, what were you saying? Mike, you could bounce a fucking those quarters that you're swallowing with that medicine. You could bounce <laughs> one of them off that booty. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I just wish she was stretched out a little because she's a little she's a little one. I like that though. She's a little pocket. You put her in, put her in your pocket. Yeah, you can. Like, nice. She's like a little travel hottie, pint sized. Shaq can walk up to her and just rest his cock right on her head, which he probably has. In his balls, would be like windshield wipers in her face. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boy. When he comes out of the ocean with that bathing suit, oh. he's got that fucking <laughs> two by four sticking out of his ocean specific bathing think suit. Me, you, and Murph. We did tried. And if anybody else can find it, this it's is there. a mission. It's we tried to find that Sports Illustrated. This is like two years ago. We were on a mission to find this. Sports Illustrated photo of Shaq. And he was like coming out of the water. And his fucking huge fucking redwood forest tree is like Dude. boinking off the side of his leg. It looked like, <laughs> speaking of May the 4th, it looked like he had his lightsaber in his fucking swim trunks. And they're like. Dude, how can you not focus? Look at, I mean, look at this fucking schlong. Yeah. It's just like. He looked like, oh. a, he, looked, he looked like a three-legged stool coming out of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody find that photo because we were looking for it, me, you, and Murph, and we couldn't find it, and which reminds me. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you, 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 the listeners are frigging mentally deranged, so somebody will find it. Somebody find that photo of Shaq. The yes. other thing is. Uh, This is the story. I'm not sure if I told this story on the air, Tom, before. And that is the story of my friend telling us about the Larry Bird and Robert Parrish story at practice. Go ahead. I think I I don't. This might sound familiar. Okay, I think it's surreal, but I don't know why he would make it up. So I had a friend in high school that told me that one time he went to a Celtics practice. Yep. 
And for some reason, Robert Parrish came out. And that's when the Celtics, everyone had those shorts. Like oh, small, yeah. Yeah. And he pulled his balls out of his shorts. He goes, hey, hey Larry, <laughs> look at these. <laughs> what the fuck is Robert Parrish pulling out his ball bag? Because I believe because he's the chief. Larry, <laughs> look at my ball. <laughs> he I said, look at these. Like, and they're like fans watching this practice. I think it was when they used to practice at Brandeis. Well, he was also probably fucking stone. Maybe he was having like UPS uh, deliveries of yes. marijuana and shit. Yeah, so that's before he fucking chucked his girlfriend down a flight of stairs for messing with his weed. This is uh, see, this is what happens. We did this a few years ago. We actually talked about the handsomeness of the 86 Celtics. Oh, and <laughs> they are just not an attractive bunch. And and Parrish, I for some reason, and whether they were practicing at Hellenic College oh, yeah. or Brandeis, remember yep. they used to practice there. Yes. Just whips out his ball pack and Larry. Look at these. <laughs> With his balls in his hand, showing them to him. <laughs> Get on this. This is I can't. I don't understand how we go. The, the, the connective tissue between talking about our episodes to Robert Parrish's balls. I don't get how this happens. Yeah. And then they also had handsome Bill Walton. Oh, my God. He is not what you would call a handsome man. Larry. <laughs> Do you remember the guy used to call EEI and do the Bill Walton? Jesus Christ, big old, big old Bill Walton. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Big old Bill Walton. You want to laugh your ass off? Go and Google the YouTube video of Bill Walton celebrating his birthday on the sidelines. They hand him a, they hand him and the commentator. I can't remember his name. They hand him both cupcakes for their birthday and the cupcakes each have one candle in them. And the candles are lit and they're singing happy birthday. Bill Walton takes a bite of the cupcake and eats the candle while it's on fire. <laughs> Google, I'm telling you, Google Bill Walton cupcake. It'll show up. Yeah, Bill Walton's more fucked up than Ace on his birthday. Oh. It's, he's ah. like, <laughs> happy birthday to me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. It's my birthday. Larry. Larry, look at these balls. What the fuck? It all started from Shaq's big schlong. When how did he comes get there? I don't even know how he got that. I can't even. When he came that. out of the ocean and it was in the Sports Illustrated. No, no, no. But how did we even get to that? Larry, I mean, Shaq's big cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because he could rest it. On Alexa Bliss's. Head. Oh, so that so we made it from Alexa. Oh, so we went we went from Naked City to Alexa Bliss to Shaq oh, to Robert Parrish to Bill Walton. Oh, speaking of Alexa Bliss, you put that photo up the other day of uh, what's her face? Oh, Anita Strauss. She she hasn't looked that hot in a while, but oh my god, she was gorgeous, and oh. because she before she did the puffy lip thing. Oh, the lips are just fucking ridiculous, and but now she's getting a little bit. Junk in the trunk now, a little which bit, I, which which I don't mind. She's yeah. she works out. I think she's getting a little jacked. Yeah, and uh, she just uh, like someone's like, oh yeah, she's an artistic uh, guitar dude. No one cares. No, <laughs> no one's cares. no one's watching her no for her cares. guitar play. She I'm could sorry. be as terrible as CC Deville, and you would still think she's awesome, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? She's fantastic. She can play the freaking bar chords, whatever. I'm like, no, nobody, no, nobody cares. Nobody's going to Alice Cooper to see her play the guitar. 
They're looking at her ass. Bingo. That's it. Oh, sorry. Oh, just going to run on stage and just bite her ass in the middle of a song. Just Larry. Larry, <laughs> bite Nita Strauss' ass. Ah. Dude, right. speaking of ugly. Uh-oh. Dude, Larry Bird. Oh, he I, is not what you would call yeah. it. His. <sighs> the worst thing about Larry Bird is it, just when you think he can't get uglier, he gets uglier. He ages. He, he gets uglier <laughs> as he ages. Yeah, like he gets like. I don't know, like, you look at him when he was younger, you're like, oh, my God, he's not a good-looking man. And now you look, oh, oh. You try to explain to kids, like, my like my son's 18 almost. He understands, like, sports history, basketball. You try to explain, you show a picture of Larry Bird to a kid. You know, like, this guy won multiple MVPs and one of the greatest players of all time. How? I, I, I mean, I love those Jordan ones, all that stuff. But I don't see anybody's highlight films or stories told that are better than Larry Bird's. Oh, yeah. I think I think he's by far the most interesting player because he's not supposed to be that. Exactly right. That's right. And then he talks shit constantly. That's the thing that's so awesome about him. He was the biggest dick on the court. Totally breaking balls all the time. The fact that he went into a fucking locker locker room full of Hall of Famers. I was like, yeah. all right, which one of you guys coming in second? Yep. And then the he three fucking point shoots that last one in his fucking warm-up clothes. And, and he walks away. <laughs> with his finger up in the air. Oh, it's legendary. Oh, dude, he was just in a class by himself. The passing, the rebound. the And he shouldn't be doing that shit. Nope. Just, oh. This week on Celtics Weekly. <laughs> Johnny Moses, I to steal my bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, you got COVID? Nah. <laughs> got half a lung. <laughs> that guy was fucking cancer on a stick personified. Seriously. Johnny Moe's. <laughs> he looked like the fucking the male version of the guy of the lady from Beetlejuice. The oh, yeah. Fucking- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked like, yeah, he, lo- he looked like a cross between like the penguin and like Mr. Magoo. Like he was just a he was, he was just a character. Oh, my God. It's fucking gross. I feel bad for you guys who didn't grow up with legendary basketball sports teams in the 80s. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> oh, what are we doing this week? <laughs> it's poison week. So let's fucking try to avoid them as much as we can. <laughs> so we're, I think we were finishing up on Twitter now. That's right. Yeah, I'm all done. Facebook's all you. All right. So let's jump over to the book of face here, Tom. Um, over on the book of face uh, on our post here. Kevin Jepsen, I will listen as I always do, but I loathe Star Wars. Oh, God Dude, damn you. Fucking welcome to Turd Talk with TNZ. Holy fuck, literally. Poor Ava Gardner, two shit emojis, and Yazoo's Naked City would be my number one, too. Told wow. you. I, that, that's surprising. I, it's a good song, and I, I do like it. Uh, Michael Murphy, man. 10 minutes into the episode, and I'm forced to post a picture of Nina Hartley about to make cinema magic at 63 years old. Oh, gross. Yeah, she's just ew. uh, She was never hot, ever. No, no, she does the... uh, you know the uh, the glasses look now. She's just fucking. No, it's gross. gross. Go away. Go Ugh. do something else. Smells of fucking 
rotted fish on a fucking <laughs> Revere low tide, Beach. L- low tide. It's fucking <laughs> Revere Beach. Beach. Yeah. Oh, smells like fucking tuna helper. Oh. Somebody left a Kelly's roast beef down by the fucking seaside. Fucking, oh, fucking seagulls fighting over fucking a clammy <laughs> dead fish. Oh, God almighty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking snapper flaps. All right. Yeah, anything, anything to avoid talking about poison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over on Loudcast is Jason Warden. Okay. Before I even listened to the episode, oh no! <laughs> I saw this as y'all's profile pic. I don't. This used to happen to us a while ago. Oh, yes. there's, a picture, <laughs> there's a picture of this. Like I don't know if it's the Talking Heads or somebody. It looks like one of those things from like awkward family <laughs> photos. Like it looks. It's just like a bunch of people. I think it's one of those like when you randomly put a, an artist and they're like, oh, pop music. And they put this band out. Yeah, I don't as know. As a photo, somehow we got associated with us. So who the hell are these people? <laughs> I listen to Apple Podcasts. Some, someone had to enter it in here somewhere. Vast database. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's not why. in T. That's not TNZ. No, that's fucked up. I don't know. Uh, Graham Richley, the winner of this year's End of the Madness tournament. Oh, yeah, and your prize pack should be uh, there shortly. Unfortunately, you live on the other side of the world, so uh, it's coming, buddy. We didn't forget about you. Congrats. It got, it got shipped this week, so that's that's right. Let us know if you get it before next year's. Um, <laughs> guys, the question week had led me to an exciting thought. Kiss retirement homes. Imagine that, just like the Kiss crews, but for over 70s, for the rest of our lives, who's in? Ooh. I sure as hell am. I like the that. episode was great. I love those top tens, mainly because I prefer Ace and Gene songs to Paul's. I love how Peter was relegated to singing these lesser songs, like Getaway, Dirty <gasps> Living. Lesser songs? Graham. Come on, brother. Which makes them far better than any of Paul's and Gene's. Seuss must have had some real bad karma about Ace to rank his songs where he does. Shock Me literally smokes anything else on that list. I, we talked about it. It's a lot of fatigue. Yeah, I think um, that right. It's too easy to rank that number one or whatever. I mean, we I, we love it, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, but Tom didn't even have cold gin, at least. I had. Oh, because that song is not that good. All right. The All solo's right. great. I like the solo, but eh. All right. Over on YouTube. YouTube. Mr. Antonio 2005. This is for Dr. Tom. Uh-oh. What band would sociopath Stanley... Listen to, in your opinion, the choices are ELO, BTO, TLC, CCR, and ABC. Great episode and recap of the tunes, especially Back to the Stone Age. First of all, TLC is fucking fantastic. I love that band. I love them. I love them. ABC, they got one song. At the playground, you know, Aisha. What are you talking about? Playground. That's uh, two song. songs. All right. Two songs. Anyway. Anyways, Paul, he's an ELO guy. He's a very artistic, such great songwriters and musician. Jeff Lynn looks like a werewolf with that yeah. fucking beard performs, and that hairdo. Performs with the Beatles and all that stuff. Yeah. Although he might be CCR guy. Fogarty's a big critic guy. I love CCR. Fogarty's a fucking one of the most 
musical geniuses in the world. One of the best of all time. Point. CCR and Fogarty, I think, are ridiculously underappreciated, he, underrated. He wrote everything, yep. did all the guitar, yep. all the singing, all the producing. Fucking awesome. did everything. And that story about him and all his fucking useless bandmates like, well, why don't we split the bell? All right, you want to split it? Here we go. You write three songs. You write three songs. You write three songs. Fucking album tank. That's it. Band's over. Fuck off. And then he had an, an awesome solo career. Yeah, yep. That's the fucking best. That is a great way to. That, Who that, else that is, is going to do all this shit? That's like the ultimate mic drop. See you, bitches. I'm going to have a solo career. Yeah. All right. Let's steer the car back into the lane here. That's a I good know. idea. Let's go with that. Yeah. I think, uh, although I did want to talk about the handsomeness of BTO, Tom's favorite other band again. Just horrible. <laughs> no, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby. Oh, yeah. This is a terrible band. And they do the better version of rock and roll. Hell, I love it. That's as bad. That's as bad as a sunny poony take. Oh, ever put me in that category. Those are fighting words. Yeah. Um, Craig Broderick says, I've noticed you guys slow down the Ace Fraley impressions, impersonations. Who's who's impressions, Zeus? Ace Fraley. You think we've slowed things down? Dude, it's got to be somewhere, and it's always organic. Right. We, we do not force things. Hey, let's do Ace impression in the middle of this. It comes to us. If it's there, it's there. Otherwise, it's, yeah, no, it's no, 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 no one. Yeah, no one has called us up and said, hey, you, you guys need to stop making fun of Ace. He's never coming on your show. Yeah. That hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. They, it's nothing to do with it. It's just got to be there. If it's not, then I think it's forced. I, I can't stand that shit. Oh, oh, fucking say this. Say this. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. Be nice to Craig Broderick. What am I going to be, a monkey? Oh, do this. Fucking swing from the tree. Uh, you know, it's not. It's only two floors up there, Sparky. You know, you, ju- you do some juggling. We want you to do juggling. Some, we want you to do some backflips. Do some fucking backflips. Yeah. You know, there's a few guys, a few broads laying around the house. You can uh, get involved if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> why does he want? Why does he want Sparky the clown to come around in the middle of an orgy? Like, I don't fucking get it. Can we do an ARC episode on the Jerky Boys debut oh. album? I think we should. Oh, man. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Oh, that'd be a fantastic. A towel. Yeah. Tales of a Kiss Geek podcast says, do you like pancakes? <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, man. Hey, oh. guys. Bruce Kulik. <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> wow. Check great that syrup. Check that bitch. We're, we're the new pancake king in town. Hook Bruce Butterworth. <laughs> And we say that with all the love of the world, we absolutely love Bruce and, and, and we can tease him with, with a little wink and a smile. Unlike Paul, where we're legitimately shitting on him. Bruce Kulik, pancake, man. Love to have some pancakes with you today. <laughs> Paul Stanley asylum. Great to eat pancakes with. <laughs> all right. Marty white. Unlike most of the shit I post, this is entirely true. It also explains how mustache people have united in subtle ways. When I was a kid, I took drum lessons from a guy who was in his 40s, mostly bald. So he grew a massive mustache. I think he combed it regularly. He was a jazz guy and he had posters of Buddy Rich, Gene Krupa, Elvin Jones and Max Roach without the stash. All those guys were jazz guys. 
But there was also a poster of Carmine Apiece, a rock drummer. I mean, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I was so confused as a kid. Why were Carmen's posters up there with all these brilliant jazz drummers? I wasn't a fan of jazz as a kid, but on, but the only poster I thought shouldn't be there was Carmine's. Um, so 30-something years later, Carmine still has the mustache. I bumped into the teacher about six months ago. The mustache was still there, so it dawned on me. There's an unspoken bond between mustache people, and no one can get rid of their mustache without Carmine's approval. <laughs> now, if only they knew why Carmine and Jim pronounced their last names differently. I think he's thinking of Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Vinny Apice and Carmine Apice. Yes. Vinny Apice, Carmine Apice. With their big, thick mustache. Tom, Carmine. that's all I got. Over to you, brother. Carmine. Well, that was such a great episode. What an awesome guest. Just spur of the moment comments, stream of consciousness. He was awesome. Vinny uh, Vincent, that guy's. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Carmine, what do you think about King Cobra? Hey, you want me to finish talking about Vinny or what? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Carmine. All right, let's see here. Couple emails here. Our buddy Lovely Lance using our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's right. There's a you can submit your questions and comments straight through there. Uh, let's see. Talking about the best four tracks. Uh, I was listening to he says, was I actually listening to the same Shout It Out Loudcast show I have always listened to? With Tom picking an 80s Kiss song as number one. I am in shock. I love the pick. You know how much I love 80s Kiss. Great pick. I would also put no, no, no on the list. The drumming is great. Mm, That's right. I like no, no, no. It's a good song. I like Quarantine's version of it, too. Our buddy Jean-Francois. Hello, TNZ. Great ARC about Guns N' Roses. And yes, Estranged is a beautiful song. My top 10 fourth kiss songs, of course, Naked City as number one. There you go. Yep. And then he also had, uh, oh, Zeus, he had your favorite song at number eight, Prisoner of Love. Oh, pew. <laughs> I, I love that song. Um, take care, Jean-Francois. We're a big fan. We love you, buddy. And then we're going to finish off with this one. Hey, guys. I will tell you who this is from at the end. Hey, guys, Bruce Kulik. No, sorry. <laughs> hey, guys, I have cycled through Shout It Out Loudcast a few times. I am on my third round now. So needless to say, you are my favorite podcast. But you may be intrigued to know that you are the only podcast I listen to. I've tried other podcasts multiple times, and I seriously can't make it through some of their episodes. I love the topic ideas. I even try the episodes that you guys have talked about, but you guys are too tame. And that's not a slight against you or the shows you're making an appearance on. It's just a testament to why I can only listen to your podcast. The only one so far that I thoroughly enjoyed lately was your appearance with Joey Casada. You guys have real chemistry and a history. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you two are the only podcast I listen to, and it's for very good reason. You make me laugh. That being said, Zeus, I absolutely loved your episode with Stevie about country music. I'd love to do something like that one day, maybe from an upright position. 
Anyway, you guys are the fucking best, no doubt about it, or most definitely. Side note, if you do decide to read this on the air, please refer to me as King Kusano. I told people at work that I'm a follower of a podcast, and I won't tell them what it is because, well, you know. So I want to disassociate my real name, my LOL, my coworkers think I'm a jerk because I listen to Kiss. (laughs) Thank you for the laughs, and thank you for letting me be part of the madness. I love you guys. King Kusano and King, we know your real name. You're the best. We love you, buddy. And you are our comment of the week, my friend. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do some uh, country talk with you, brother. Uh, you, you didn't seem like you were going to make it more than two minutes. Last time we, we were on the uh, drink along with the Patreon guys. So it was uh, a little tough that day, but uh, that's an awesome one. I mean, yeah. that's it's <clears throat> a testament to our listeners, our, our fans, our our community, how awesome uh, a guy like that is. And he's just one of many. Yeah. Um, I, do I just a, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I just want to chime in on the on the comment they made about how we're too tame on other people's shows. Oh, yeah. that's that. And, and I, I appreciate that observation. And that's uh, that is because it's out of respect for the show that we're on. We're when we're on another show. It's not our show. It's their show. We're, we're like this because this is shout out loudcast. So we're not pretending to be other people. Sometimes you just have to turn it down a little bit when you're on another show. That doesn't mean that we don't love those shows and we're not having a blast with them. And maybe the reason the Casada thing stood out a little bit more than some of the other shows is Casada's show and his, he does shows with lifelong friends like me and Zeus. So th- there is a little bit of craziness on there. And some of the other shows are like that too, but I appreciate that observation, but we love being on other people's shows segue we have been on a lot of them lately god bless us it's been amazing and we're so happy that people are asking us to be on them keep your podcast uh subscriptions peeled for me and zoos being everywhere lately and we're so grateful for that but yeah i just wanted to make a comment on that yeah tom i'll compound that by saying that uh although we love all our friends i i i do think there's a little bit of a, a chemistry thing going on with joe and us yeah it's it's the same age group it's the same stupid childish sense of humor yep. and he is not afraid to talk about kiss and love it like we do that right that makes things a lot easier yeah. and, and, and his show is about having fun his yep. top five shows about having fun with friends that's and that's it. where we feel this show is about mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right about being on the shows we got to show respect for them and and be, we're we're guests we're not gonna baco their show <laughs> we love Baco. And speaking of Baco, who I I, I think is hilarious, of course, uh, love Baco. I, I was just on his show. You yep. were just on uh, Ridiculous Rock Records. That'd be coming out soon. That's right. Just on Potter Than Hell. Previous to me, you were on Potter Than Hell, and we were and we were both just on uh, Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. Fellow Pantheon talking Kiss. Oh, it's uh, fucking and we, awesome. And, and we love it. We love it. We love when people invite us on the shows. We're so grateful for that, that you guys want to hear from us. We love having people on our show. Obviously, you guys know that we we, we have rotating guests, friends, whether it's Sonny or the guys from Part of Hell or Joey or all these other shows. It's it's an awesome, awesome community. But like like we said, you got to you got to know your audience. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to go on 
certain shows and start talking about Ava Gardner taking a shit. I don't think Jay at the hook rocks wants to hear about <laughs> snapper flaps and exactly. fucking, and uh, super Hollywood celebrities taking shits in Hollywood. Right. And, exactly. And lobbies. Right. Um, it depends on who it is and what it goes and yeah. where we're gas. So we'll That's behave right. ourselves accordingly. Um, That's right. Yeah. And uh, Stevie flights, another one we both will be on. So just That's take right. a look out for these guys and the ugly American um, werewolf in London. We just finished taping with him. That was awesome. His show is a ton of fun. Yep. Great host. We just did something recently with them. Had a blast. Look for that. Great guys. And we love to push uh, other podcasts especially ones that we know personally and deserve it. Yep. That's one that you guys should check out. The hosts are fucking awesome. They're Patri- uh, Pantheon brothers. So give them a listen. And the reason, and another reason why you, all these shows we talk about that are fun, the ugly American werewolf, Mac and action Jackson, the two ho- they, they, they're college buddies, they're friends. So when mm-hmm. they get together, they hit record and it's like me and Zeus, they're talking about stuff that they love. You know, and that's why, like, like our buddy, Steve, our buddy Righty with the Potter Than Hell guys, th- th- those guys, they work together. They're friends. They they go to concerts together. And they it's torture the poor Dylan all the time with the selection yeah, right. of music. D- Dylan's the only one with any musical taste out of those guys. You know, with, when they're not talking about sabotage or crocus or whatever the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> whatever BC pulls out of the woodworks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we love those great. guys. We love those guys. And that that that's that's the key to. To, to success, just be being yourself and, and, and having a good time with your friends. Not that we're success experts. We're just kind of talking out loud. Baco and his fucking loose cannon. They're great guys. Yes. Yeah. Even fucking uh, Sonny with with Stephen Michael, who just doesn't know how to spell Randy Rhodes. Um, <laughs> they they they're great guys, too. We love those guys. Of course, Stephen Michael was one of the very first guys to kind of talk Help to us, us with, with some tech stuff and everything. Oh, yeah. So just awesome guys. Awesome shows. Good yeah, and I, I wanted to correct him, but I'm like, fuck it. Let, it's a one typo. Then I saw him put it on Twitter the same way. I'm like, fucking guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy. It's RH. <laughs> God bless him. Nice. Anyways, yeah, that's it for our other guys. But the only other thing I want to bring up, Tom, is, and we'll get to him eventually, but a guy named Peter Wexler put up a photo of a truck that he <laughs> thought was Fusion Tech. Yeah, Fusion Tech. But it wasn't. Nope. And even you guys are getting in on the fusion tech gig. And uh, I love that. Those guys are awesome. And uh, I thought that was hilarious that they put it up. And now that's an, become another shouted out loudcast thing. Our uh, Patreon buddy, Jeff Kingsley. Yes. He put up a fucking awesome guitar video of him doing because we just did ARC's Guns N' Roses. And he put up, I think it was a strange, a strange, right? fucking fantastic. He did the guitar lick of uh, of Slash jumping oh. in. Awesome. Oh, my God. So good. God bless him, man. Yep. It's just. Uh, and then I got to give it, hand it over to my country bumpkin buddy, uh, Stevie Flythe. Yeah. Who, who wanted to say happy birthday to the most racist character actor <laughs> of all time. Brian Tochi. Also um, as Takashi Toshiro. Uh, here, sir. Excuse, please. But why does they call you uh, a booger? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! What 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 is hair pie? Coach, it's okay. I leave early. No, no. Oh, good luck to you too, Burke. 
before you start attacking us for our impersonations, watch the fucking movie. Oh, look like salad. <laughs> I'm getting tired of that ass, Takashi. Oh, my kid doesn't know why I say it, but he knows this line. Oh, I get tired of Betty. <laughs> How can you get tired of that ass, Takashi? Oh, oh, I, I see, see your point. point. <laughs> oh, Brian Tochi. Oh, Takashi Toshi. We got Takashi banging on the drum. <laughs> On the gong, right? Oh my god! Oh, the, can we I, get him on the show? Oh, what uh, what else is he doing? Uh, hey, uh, is you? Hey, Brian, this is your agent. I know I haven't called you in years, but there's a a Kiss podcast that wants to have you on. Only in character, Takashi Tashiro, though they do Takashi impersonations. Would you mind coming on? Oh, fucking great! <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring Booga too? <laughs> That's oh, a guy. God. But then, but then, what? What Zeus is saying here is, it's. We say this every week. You guys are part of the show. It's fucking awesome when we go on Loudcasters or Twitter and we see some of the awesome shit that you guys are are tagging us in. It just makes it that much more fun. It's fucking awesome. The Bruins lose. I got an annoying client texting me. Oh no! And then I'll fucking see something. And it just cracks me up. Oh, it's yeah. Happiest moods. I'm telling you guys, keep it up. And yep. fucking uh, LP Sterlino, what did he just do today? Or yesterday I saw and I was cracking up about it. Oh, uh, he was talking about watermarks on photos for <laughs> your enjoyment and, 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 and posters. <laughs> chomp, chomp <laughs> posters <laughs> and watermarks for you to enjoy. That's right. Let you know. Let's behave ourselves like you know civilized human beings here, please, people. <laughs> well, you might know I'm a collector of posters and poster groups on Facebook. Hey, guy. Yeah, this week. Yeah, <laughs> I did something funny. <laughs> oh my lord. All right, Tom, before we get in trouble, uh, let's talk about our awesome Patreon family. Woo! Yes, our Patreon family. Uh, we're, I don't know, we're way into the 40s at this point now, Tom. Yeah. And awesome. growing. It yep. continuously grows. Uh, that's where people can join and contribute to the show, help us out in things like our, our equipment, uh, gear that we're going to use for Creatures Fest, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, software we use for our computers, for our downloads, for our um, uh, Zoom. <laughs> so so we don't get yelled at by Jericho. What the fuck is Skype? Skype, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other things like that. And all that shit comes from you guys. You guys help us out with that. And it's a big, big help. And we really appreciate that. So if you want to help the show grow and do better, please help. Take a look at our Patreon account. We have four different tiers. If one of them interests you, sign up or ask us questions. Take a look. You can look at patreon.com, Patreon, the app, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or you can look at our awesome new website and go click on Patreon and see if there's something you want to do there. Our Patreon family has been huge lately, very involved. We just had our beer social with our demon tier group, which is still legendary and talking about it till this day Yep. for now. It's been a while, but it's, it was fucking awesome. And we also had 
the awesome uh, March Madness tournament where you guys helped contribute to the song selections and everything else and the brackets. And now it's that time again where it's your second Patreon pick for album review crew. And what a fucking, I don't know, disaster or awesome event. I don't know. What what, do you, what would you call it, Tom? I don't think it's a disaster. I think it's fucking amazing. So so we one album got got two submissions, two submissions. So that automatically makes the poll. Then me, Zeus and Sonny each pick an album and we throw a poll out there with four albums. The albums are from your selections. On, correct. On Patreon. Correct. Yes, yes. Correct. Correct. So we put the poll out after 48 hours. Two albums were deadlocked. So we took those. We threw out another poll with just those two albums and said our, we got an ARC tiebreaker poll. Just up until recently, it was deadlocked again. Now it looks like one of them is pulling ahead. Um, and that looks like that's going to be the May ARC pick. Um, I think you guys are going to love it. I think I, I think the three of us are happy about it. Uh, we'll see. But either way, this is what the Patreon stuff is all about. The comments, the jabs going because the, I'll tell you right now, the two albums involved in the poll, very different genres, very different albums. So the fans of each of them were going back and forth on our Patreon chat back. And, you know, it was it was just a blast. And now we're just so excited to have a pick. And, uh, you know, in a few more months, we'll be doing it again with you guys. It's just it's awesome. So Patreon.com, the app, check us out. There's four tiers. You get involved with the show. You can uh, get an early uh, insight onto what the episode is when we do our teasers on Thursday. Depending on what tier you are, you'll find out what the episode is instead of waiting till Saturday. You get to vote and contribute on things like what we're going to do for Flashback Friday, things like that. And uh, we just love you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, what we do after this, we find out what's going on in Kiss World. Yeah. I mean, they're touring right now. They're in South America. They're rolling along. Uh, so the so the band members themselves have been relatively you know quiet in terms of kind of some Twitter silliness. Uh, Gene's very active, been posting some great pictures of families, uh, little kids dressed up as the demon and things like that. Uh, there was an unbelievable overhead drone shot of uh, one of the shows. I believe yeah. it was Sam Paulo. I, I I might be wrong, but I think it was that. Just incredible. I mean, those South American rock fans, the Kiss fans, are just out of their minds, enthusiastic. So that's really cool. Um, Zeus, you saw something online. I don't know how the fuck I missed it. Um, that was going on down in South America involving a, a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, even Blabmouth reports. Uh, someone put one of these things, I guess they do in Brazil, a tribute balloon. So it goes up like a parachute, holds it up in the air and it floats in the air. Yep. And it's a huge picture of just Gene's face with his tongue out. It's an awesome photo. And they fly all in the air. So pilot was flying and he's like, this is the shit that I got to avoid when I fly planes all the time. I almost hit one one time and he took a photo of it while he, they're flying. A, a pilot was, and it's the, uh, you know, the Gene Simmons poster fucking yeah, poster. I flew up in the air in Brazil. Nah, nah. Um, and it's filled from a cockpit of a jet, 20,000 feet in the air. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And the uh, pilot was just like, what the fuck? And I think Gene retweeted it as well. Uh, I recommend you watch this video from the cockpit of a jet, 20,000 feet up in the air. You won't believe what they see. And he was talking about, and if you see the video that Gene retweeted, you'll see that the pilot gets closer and closer. And you see, and you're like, dude, is that Gene Simmons in the air? What That's the incredible. Fuck? 
Yep. Yeah, and and pilots are saying they can be difficult to spot from the cockpit, and it can be challenging for a pilot to avoid these free-floating objects that can change direction at any instant. Uh, and balloons can be ingested into the aircraft's engine, restrict airflow, and cause the plane to lose power. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Thanks, Gene. Yeah, right. Really. Oh, great that- poster. Great poster. You just downed a friggin' airliner with 100 <laughs> people on it. Yeah, well, I, I got that over on a Facebook group last week. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I'm friends with Eric Singer. <laughs> and then some other interesting news. Uh, Paul Stanley's ex- Donna Dixon, after 39 years, realized what Dan Aykroyd really looks like and divorced. But then looked at Paul Stanley's face and said, and went, oh, <laughs> crooked I man. Was better off. Crooked man. Good God. So, yeah, we, we don't know. Uh, you know, I found that interesting because everybody knows the story of uh, Donna Dixon and Paul Stanley. Uh, yeah, and it was, uh, hey, somebody said it was my birthday. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What did he turn? 88? <laughs> but he looks like death. Dude, there's the f- how is he still alive? <laughs> I mean, I love the guy and thank God he is, but my goodness. Holy fuck balls. It's fucking well, fuck crazy. Up and Ace Fraley on his birthday. Shit, I'm Ace Fraley. And speaking of Ace, he's doing a show which is subtitled Intimate Live performance at a place up in Plymouth, New Hampshire, which is right before you hit the White Mountains at a place called the Flying Monkey Moving House, Movie House and Performance Center. I actually know this venue. I've never been to it. Um, They actually have a ton of shows, um, a lot of bands that are kind of, you know, either near the end of their career, kind of doing like nostalgia shows. You can it seats less than 500 people. So it's on a Saturday night. Might have to go up there just to see what that's going to be like. A 500-seat venue with just Ace. Um, oh, so. I'd love to see the guys um, from um, the... The Talisman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm Ace Fraley. Nice to meet you. Flying monkey? What? The, where the fuck am I? <laughs> hey, if you guys want to hang out backstage, there's some fountain cola and a couple slices left over from last week. I I think I'll have it. My stomach can take anything. Hey, we might be going to that. I posted on our social media. You know, here's here's the description right here. Classic rock hits from the original Kiss guitarist in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Okay, relax. Dude, I hate when they use that. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, I I know. Well, tickets aren't cheap. Tickets aren't cheap. But who knows? Maybe we'll be there. You'll hear from us if we do. All right. Well, Tom, let's move on. But before we do, I'm going to grab myself an Italian grinder and a diet slice before I take off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, 
or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, we're back. I got sent out because I was trying to find Diet Slice for Ace because I don't even think they make that anymore. Um, he had to settle for the uh, Hannaford brand Mountain Dew, which goes by the name of Mountain Lion. <laughs> I thought it was Mountain Spew. I can't even shoot it. Mountain Cat. <laughs> ah! Then I bring Mountain Cat that I terrorize people with. Okay, you terrorize people with the mountain cat. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Tom, you put up an interesting post early in the week, and somehow it came up on your car radio. Yep. And you put a screenshot of it, and you said what? So I'm driving, and I got Hair Nation on satellite radio, and the poison cover of Rock and Roll All Night shows up. Instantly take a photo of it and post it on our socials. I say the worst 
cover song in the history of recorded music. Now, what an unbelievably polarizing comment that was, because it was probably 50-50 down the middle. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. And then everyone's like, no, have you heard this? No, have you heard this? No, have you heard this? So we, we said, you know what? Let's break new ground and talk about not a covers album, because we're going to get to those. We'll get to Kiss My Ass and, you know, the, the one that Zeus was talking about, Spin the Bottle, also known as Pure Fire, re-released. We'll, we'll do those. But we want to talk about this particular song. We'll get into why and tell you, is it the worst cover song ever made? Is it the worst Kiss cover song? Do you like it? Is it worth existing? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. So um, let's start from the top. Okay. okay. Mr. Rocket. Thank you. this coming out because I remember less than zero, the movie. And that's the movie with uh, the, the brat pack. What's his name there? Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Yep. Uh, the chick that couldn't square uh, spare a square. Jamie uh, Gertz. Yep. From Seinfeld. Yep. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. Playing himself. In Pretty much. Movie, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it was supposed to be, the Brat Pack is growing up a little, right? And it was a lot more like, whoa, that I was used to with the Brat Pack movies. And uh, I remember getting this soundtrack. And I remember, oh, Poison, okay. And then doing this. Now, I, I was uh, more or less, when I'm looking at that soundtrack, looking at Hazy Shade of Winter because the Bengals, Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and fucking what's her name? Still looks smoking still. Oh my god, day. Susanna Hoffs. She needs to stop putting videos of herself looking hot. Incredible. I get no work done when she's around. Yeah. Um, but I remembered all this shit. I remembered Aerosmith was on this, and I remembered going back to Cali. Cali. Absolutely. Bring the noise, mm-hmm. right? From uh public enemy. And Slayer doing Inagata de Vida. Awesome. Yep. But the thing that I remembered the most was uh, Rock and Roll All Night by Poison. Rick Rubin produced this. Yeah, it was a a Def Jam album. Yeah. And it actually charted super high. 
The other thing I remembered about this. So the album came out uh, November 6, 1987. I think there's a scene in the movie with this playing. Um, the movie's all about fucking drugs and I think Hollywood at the time. Yeah, rich, rich kids friggin' being addicted. By the way, James Spader, one of his greatest roles is a fucking asshole. Yes. Oh, fantastic. He was always an asshole in all those movies in the original, right? Yep. Um, so anyways, and then I remembered Poison had this thing where they would play their previous single or video prior to the next video. Yep. So when nothing but a good time, that video, and he's in the dishwashing area doing stuff mm-hmm. on the radio, you can hear Poison's rock and roll all night. That's so right. that trend continued. Yep. So I remember this version. There's another version that I was talking to you about, and I sent it over to you. Poison was on MTV, How the Mighty Have Fallen, Ugh. on New Year's Eve, 1987. Ugh. And introducing them right before midnight, I, I think he's turning over in his grave that he was part of this, was, well, Jamie Gertz, the actress, but Glenn Fry. What the fuck was Glenn Fry? He was, but he was popular at that time on MTV. He had I videos. And, but he's you know, like such, this is when adult like rock and roll can be played and so can Poison. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? There was, a, yeah. it's okay to have, Don Henley's Boys of Summer playing when, uh, you know, Mega, uh, Metallica's One is right. the hottest video uh, perform. Like, you could be a contemporary artist, rock and roll, and a new. Now, it's if you're over 35, you're fucking out of here. You're not That's playing right. anywhere. So he introduces them. He's like, and they're a great band. I'm like, dude, how much was he biting his tongue? Glenn mm-hmm. Fry of the Eagles being like, you know. I sat down. I was with Jackson Brown, right? And take it easy. Uh, I was there when we wrote Hotel California. Hold on. Then I heard. Then I heard. Then I heard number one bad boy, and I was like, Jimmy's Bar and Grill. How did we not put throw that in Hotel California? What the fuck? So he introduces them, and Poison played Talk Dirt and Me, and Rock and Roll All Night on MTV as they rang in the new year. <laughs> Half the stuff was tracks, you could tell. Oh, God, yeah. The vocals, I don't think were, but the guitar was 100%. So I don't know. It's all fucking ass backwards. Yep. And, oh, they're a great band. Dude, like, I'm watching this stuff, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, I got to give this an honest chance. And so you made that comment, Tom. Mm -hmm. Is this the worst cover all time? So in order for us to break this down, I think you got to take this twofold. Okay. Before you do that, before you do that, let me just jump in very quick and kind of okay. get my side of the story. How, how, where we come in. So you're right. This soundtrack was huge. Cause this checked off a couple boxes for me mm-hmm. in 87. Did I like poison? Yeah. Look what the cat dragged in just came out a year before. Hazy shade of winter was a standout track. Going back to Cali is probably LL Cool J's best song. I love LL Cool J mid mid late eighties. I was knee deep in all the classic hip hop. I still listen to that stuff. I have it's cool better than Mama said, knock you out. Oh, that song sucks. Yeah, really? That song's e- not good. Yeah, but even better than in living colors doing <laughs> Mama's gonna throw me out as JJ Walker. That was awesome. That was and awesome. If you don't remember, it sounds like this. I need to make a comeback. I ain't worked in years. The good times are over. Someone call over there. 
I think that was a top 10 hit we just heard, Don. Oh, brutal. But I remember at the time, so my claim that it's the worst cover song of all time. Zeus, you ju- jump in, take it from me. And I'm, I'll, we're going to exchange each other's opinions on this. And obviously it's an opinion, but I'm going to tell you why I am steadfast in that opinion. Okay. So I look at it as like, did somebody play a song and, and they, they can't sing or this is just terrible or they can't like they can't perform it. And the other part is like, is this blasphemy? Is this um, the Godfather done over by Adam Sandler and his crew of friends? That's a so, great. That's that's a, yes. Adam that, Sandler doing the Godfather. Kevin James is Luca Brasi, <laughs> like, and uh, you know, I, fucking Rob Schneider is Fredo. <laughs> like, Paul, like, Paulie Shore is. Freaking sunny. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, it's just so. So the other comparison I would have, Tom, because these have come into our uh, our world. Yep. We did this, and this is a chance to keep beating on another puny fucking band. Was Wingers fucking Purple Haze. Yep. I equate those two as fucking co-equals. Okay. So to me... There's certain things that you stay the fuck away from it. Mm-hmm. Now, if Eric Clapton decides to do Stairway to Heaven and do the solo, I'd be like, okay, let's see what he would do with it. All right, maybe. But I certainly don't need fucking Nitro trying to play oh. fucking um, Stairway to Heaven. Something like that. Like, I they just... There's no need for them to play Hey Jude. Right. Right. Stay away from it. You're just fucking destroying everything. So to me, those things are fucking horrendous. Rock and roll all night by Kiss. If you want to do it for me, in my opinion, you better come up with a different version, different type of song. If you try to do it like them, like Kiss, but say, yeah, we're going to do it, but we're going to poison it. What you may, you mean you're going to make it shitty? Like, there's no need for it. You're fucking walking on dangerous ground where people are going to be like, fuck off and take that shit with you. So this is the kind of thing. Same thing where I talked to you guys about. That's why it's the last song on our ARC list. Purple Haze. Right? Purple Haze. First of all, if you name 1,000 guitarists, and I'm not saying Reb Beach from Winger is not a good guitarist. He certainly is. But if you named a thousand guitarists that you say, oh, that guy should take a crack at fucking Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze, Red Beach is not coming up. So where the fuck did you think to do that song is beyond stupid. 
and blasphemous. So I, I'm wondering, is that what you're taking this to be, Tom? Yeah, kind of, yes. And I'll add a little bit more onto it. <clears throat> so the reason why I think this is, is, is it, it's that bad is, yes, they poisoned it up, okay? Because the original version of Rock and Roll Night, whether, whether you're talking the Dress to Kill version or the Alive version or whatever, Yes, it's a party anthem, but there's there's a little there's, there, there's some balls to it. You got Gene Simmons vocals, you get Ace's solo. There's a little bit to it. Okay, they poisoned it up and they turned it into a cotton candy piece of shit. <laughs> they sucked all the all everything out of it that made it kind of what Kiss made it. But the thing to me that really elevates it is, you know, what during during on, on our social media, people were chiming in and saying, "Oh my God, have you heard the Toe the Wet Sprocket version of Rock and Roll Night on the Kiss My Ass album?" Yes, I have. And the reason why that's not worse is because they did what Zeus said; they tried something different. You might not like it; you might think it's horrible and unlistenable, but they tried something. Mighty Boston's when they did DRC. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So they I tried- actually like that version. I don't yep. even like that band. Me too. It's different. They tried. They tried something different. With this, this came off of an album that peaked at number 31, that certified gold. It was the first single released. Everybody knew this album and this song. This wasn't like that Pretty Boy Floyd Kiss tribute album that no one's fucking heard of except for idiots like us. Okay. And no offense, you expect Pretty Boy Floyd to make shitty music because they're Pretty Boy Floyd. So when you hear them do a cover of something, it's like, of course, it sucks. Poison was on top of the world in 1987. They were one year removed from Look What the Cat Dragged In. This out, this song was the first single. It was off a huge album, off of a huge movie. It got tons of play, tons of recognition. And the reason why I think it's just the worst to me it's like offensive to me. It's like (laughs) it personally offends me that not only did poison do it, but it didn't get buried somewhere into obscurity. It became a fucking hit. And it annoys me that it was a hit. hit? It was, well, it was uh, uh, the album was the album was less than zero. The the album, the, the album, the soundtrack was, was, was a hit. Okay. And then, and, and to me, it's like, there's a generation of people out there that think this fucking song should be heard this way. And like you said, they did nothing original with it. They just fucking had CC DeVille destroy whatever Ace tried to do. <laughs> Brett Michaels destroyed everything that friggin' Gene tried to do. It was just, it, it's, it, it's what it's, it, it's a soulless, lifeless, joyless cover of a song that should have all of those things in it when kiss does it whether live or on the studio version okay a couple things go ahead they try to legitimize themselves by playing kiss rock and roll all night they thought it would give them some credibility oh we like kiss we're a big band and we're the party band right now so what is the biggest party rock song there is of all for our generation and our type of music rock and roll night let's equate that to us now let's put that in our soundtrack let's have put in our set list let's get this thing rolling and let's get people say oh yeah what about the poison version go fuck yourselves yep <laughs> so that's the other thing and the other part to this is you know you start listing reasons so another reason would be first of all brett michaels is a terrible singer 
Yep. He talks. He does not sing. He can't carry a fucking tune. Okay. Now he doesn't have the breath problems as Fat Vince is out of breath. Fat Vince is out of breath. But he is one of the worst singers, even in his prime in the eighties. He still is one of the worst hair metal singers. I don't think his voice is that bad on some ballads. I think it's. I think, I think it's okay. terrible. I okay. think he can't sing. Okay. I, I think it, I think he's a great performer. I'll oh, give yeah. him that. I agree. Yes. And, you know, he makes an excellent front man for that band. Yep. So God bless him. But I just I just don't think he's a very good singer. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put it that. All right. So I shouldn't say he's terrible, terrible. I'll say he's just not very good. OK. OK. The other thing is the rest of the band sounds like a college band that you fucking that does hair metal. They yep. do not sound like they are fucking great musicians because okay? they're not. And don't try to fucking get all cute and stuff. Mr. Rocket. Ooh, that's Dude. the other thing. It's it's annoying. It's it's annoying. It's a the, listening to it is a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, like I guess. And then <laughs> it reminds me of that Chris Rock when he did a list of why you shouldn't see the new Whoopi Goldberg movie this weekend. <laughs> number he one. gave him a number one reason. Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi's in it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the number one reason not to buy poisons in this song. That's, a, that's perfect. Um, yep. Just, dude, you're not it. Okay. You're not it. And they try to take this on and give themselves a little bit more credibility by saying, we can do this. Now, Kiss for its, you know, Kiss will sell itself for anything to get publicity. So they're not going to fucking say anything bad because K- poison was hot in 87. Kiss wishes. They were like that at that point in time. So they're not going to take that as other than, oh, somebody else might recognize us and get into our catalog. So they'll take that compliment. That's another great point. Another segue into a a point I wanted to make. And you're right. The thing that makes this the worst for me is obviously we're Kiss fans. So there might be somebody out there be like, what? Why? Why you carry on? It's not that bad. It's, It's a fun song. Okay, that's fine. You're an idiot. If you think that, go ahead. I don't care. I'm a Kiss fan. And you're right. You you. The song itself on an island is one problem I have, but everything surrounding the song, like I said, the fact that Poison was on top of the world, the fact that it was on an album that was huge, a movie that was popular, et cetera, et cetera. But it pisses me off that in 87, Poison was bigger than Kiss. Yeah. And to make and to do this song. When you knew that Kiss, I mean, in 87, they had Crazy Nights. So they had videos, they had Reason to Live, you know, Crazy Nights, whatever. But it's almost like, hey, you know what? We know that you're Kiss and we wouldn't be here without you. We're going to take your biggest song. We're going to cover it. And we're going to make it suck. But we're going to make everybody think it's fucking great and throw it on an album that's going to go gold. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing about it is, too, it's not. First of all, he, he, like I was talking about uh, Brett Michaels voice. Yeah. Gene has a fucking full voice. Exactly. Brett Michaels does not. It's so thin. Yep. He, he has no bass behind his voice. The even the guitar solo is just not the same. Oh, that's the thing. You take away Ace Freely and put in CC DeVille. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, even the drums. I'm like, Ricky Rocket, you're not Peter Chris in his prime. And the rest of it is just the the fact is that poison was above like we laugh about pretty boy floyd and fucking i don't know some of those shitty fucking bands tora tora <laughs> what what are you talking about they're at fucking rock and pod 
Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Number Dangerous. one number one reason not to go to Rock and Bot. Dangerous Board toys. Board. Dangerous yeah. toys. Come on. Like it's not one of those shit bands. It's a band that doesn't get a lot of critical, but was big and they try to do it. It's a so, great point. That is a great, you point. know, if, if you're like, uh, like, again, <sighs> well, like I, like I said, when Sun, when Sonny chimed in, Pretty Boy Floyd did an entire Kiss tribute album. Okay. Now, no, it's Pretty Boy Floyd. So if I give you a shit sandwich and you say, this tastes like shit. Be like, yeah, because it's a shit sandwich. If I give you a Pretty Boy Floyd Kiss cover song, you say, this is terrible. You say, yeah, that's because it's Pretty Boy Floyd. You expect it to be terrible because it is. You're right. It wasn't one of those bands. It was Poison, probably the biggest band in the world in 1987, or one of the biggest, probably Def Leppard and Bon Jovi. Maybe a Young bit. kids. Right. Young kids, like the teenage and the girls. Fucking Poison yes. was the next big thing. Yep. They were a fucking trendsetter. That's right. They were, sadly. Yep. But it's not like, hey, fucking Killer Dwarfs just did a version of Rock and Roll Night. And I would laugh fucking, at that and be like, that's kind of fun. Good for Killer Dwarfs. Yeah, but it's not like, uh, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. If Bon Jovi did it, I would say the same thing. Like, what are you doing, John? I know you're a fan of Kiss. No, don't do fucking that. Don't. This isn't yours. It's Kiss's song. Don't and, try to take that and 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 what do you call it? steal their fucking thunder and hit and put it part of your repertoire now. No, no, no. And poison has made it. They're still performing it all the time. So, uh, and to throw and to throw it on, like to even try to legitimize it even more and make it bigger <laughs> was performing it on that MTV new year's Eve show oh. and having the crowd sing along. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. When, when I look at something like this, I look at the entire package, the intangibles, you know, not just the drums, bass, vocals, guitar, the whole thing. And that's why, to me, it, it's not some obscure cover that people don't know exists. For Christ's sake, they put this on a fucking covers album, which I don't know who the fuck told them that Poison, it's a good idea to do an album called Poisoned <laughs> and do a, a cover album. Uh, Sonny Pooney. Oh, God, we love Sonny, but yikes. You know, so I think that's why I that's why I will always hang my hat on this being just just it's just terrible. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible terrible thing that happened to music in 1987, in my opinion. All right. The other aspect of this is though. Go for it. You, we talked about it when we did uh, look what the cat dragged in. Yep, dude. They did. You don't mess around with Jim. The Jim Croce song. Now that might be worse than rock and roll all night. I think it might be. It might be. I, I, I think it is. It is fucking horrendous. It is so bad. Seriously, Jim Croce is fucking coming back from the dead to murder these people. Now, now I, I, my, I grew up listening to Jim Croce. My dad was a big Jim Croce fan. He loved all kinds of music, like me and you, all different mm-hmm. kinds of genres. Jim Croce is one of the most iconic, legendary singer, songwriters, <laughs> soft rock musicians and artists who the fuck <laughs> contacted the poison camp and said you know what do that that is just as offensive yeah it is seriously it's it's, it's not fucking, worse I, I said it might be worse it can't be worse but it, but it's close it's up there it's just one of those like 
who will ruin my legacy more? Who will right <laughs> as an artist than to have my song covered by poison? But th- let me ask you this. What 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 song could poison cover that you'd be like, that's ah, not bad. I can't think of anything. I just I just remember the book that we talked about that we both have about uh, the artists in the 80s and nothing stuff. but a good time. Yep. And then everybody, all the artists being like, this band sucks. Yep. They can't even play their instruments. Do you remember that? There were people like backstage watching and be like, I can't believe this. I don't get this. How do they have a record card? They can't play. Yeah. And then who else said that was Carmine a piece on our show. Oh my God. That was awesome. And he was so dismissive. Like, yeah, those those guys don't know how to play their instruments. (laughs) (laughs) And he's probably like, what the fuck? I play with Jeff Beck. Yeah, exactly. And these guys have sold more albums than I'll ever sell. Fucking Ricky Rockets on a fucking multi-platinum fucking album. Was that before or afterwards the guy Ricky Richie Scarlet from Ace's band banged his girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever shitty guitar player that fucking Sonny loves. Oh, fucking oh. Who's that guitar guy that he fucking loves? I always joke with him say it's uh, Richie Scarlet from Ace's band. Oh, Jeff Scott Soto? No, not that shitbag. The fucking other guy. Richie Cotson. Richie Cotson. That's it. That I think he banged fucking the drummer's like fiance. Richie Cotson, he's a good guitar player, though. He's not CC DeVille. I mean, he's he's a good guitar player. Uh uh I'm sorry. I I just uh, Uh, I love his work. I love his work. (laughs) Mole really pumps my nads. And Richie Scott Soto (laughs) Cotson Scarlet really (laughs) pumps my nads. Oh, man. Anyway, you're doing Kiss. You got to, in my opinion, come at it with a let's sound different. Let's do it different. Let's come at it. You're not going to try to do note for note, voice for voice, uh, voice for voice and say, I can do a better job. Who's going to come up there and be like, yeah, I'll beat Paul Stanley's 19 fucking 77's love gun version. Right. You got some balls to say you're going to do a better version of that. The other thing that frustrated me too. And again, this, it comes from a source of frustration. It's like, it's like, I love kiss, but this poison is banging my girlfriend. (laughs) That's what, that's what this is. Okay. Because to me, Rock and Roll Night, it's, it's a very simple song, obviously. It's not brain surgery. The song's like fucking two and a half minutes. It's, it's, it's a very simple song. Yeah. And I think, to me, it's like, God damn it. it it's not that different than something Poison would write. But Kiss wrote it and made it really different and fun and unique, especially when you hear it live. So, to me, it's like Brett Michaels or whoever looked at that and goes, oh, that stupid fucking song. We could do that easy. It's rock and roll all night by Kiss, and though they did it, and that, and it's it's it, it's just it's frustrating. I hate it. Ugh. It's them doing your mama don't dance and your daddy. Dude, don't that's dance. awful too. You're right. Forgot about that one too. Ugh. Hey, here's a classic from the '70s by Loggins and Messina. Your mama don't dance. Do that one. <laughs> look at who. Oh. The, look, oh. who t- Native Tongue is a great album. <laughs> Somebody, there are people out there that believe that. I'm telling you, there are people. Yeah, he gonna, hosts the show with us every other Saturday. We are going to get. Month. We are going to. This this could absolutely be one of the most polarizing episodes we've ever done because there are going to people be like, "Why do you guys hate poison so much?" Because we have ears. That's why you hate them more than I do. I, oh, I yeah. just say you do. 
Um, I, I just don't think Brett, Brett Michaels is just not a very good singer. I don't mind CC. I think he's funny. I think he is what he is. I don't think CC DeVille ever goes out there and goes, what are you talking about? Jimmy page, CC DeVille. Like, I don't think he has that kind of confidence. Like, I don't think he, I think he's just a fucking jokester. I think Brett Michaels likes to all like, he's a great, great salesman. Yeah, I, I lived this rock and roll life. Kept himself in great shape. Good looking yep. guy. Fucking did that VH1 show and brought his career where every other one of those hair metal guys was dead, dying. They made yep. himself look like he's still a relevant star. Yep. Good for him. And he's a likable guy. I think yeah. Brett Michaels is a likable guy. It's See, I think. Uh- I, too much I think, into the image, like yeah, rock and roll, man. Like yeah, my cowboy hat, my bandana, man. Honestly, I think Brett Michaels is the most talented person in that band, which is pretty much like saying you're the tallest midget. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're all fucking terrible. I, like, I don't mind CC. I think he's a fun guy, funny kind of guy. But <sighs> dude, the bandana's gotta go. Fucking dude, how old are you? You're wearing a bandana on your fucking head. Settle down. This. this has nothing to do with Kiss, but Brett Michaels or Vince Neil. Um, I the fact rather, that it's the fact I that would taking, rather hear Brett Michaels right now. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 can't I'm, sing at all. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, not, not right now. I'm saying, like, if either one of them had a prime, Brett Michaels, Vince Neil. Oh, on tape, Vince Neil is yeah, a much too. better singer. I agree, and I think he sucks. <laughs> but he's now his very- now it's funny because when when Motley Crue does covers. Take a ride on the wild side. Dude, when they do fucking <laughs> okay. covers, they fucking rip. Helter Skelter is one of the greatest cover songs I've ever heard in my life. And that's a Beatles song. Okay. And that's a fucking complete different heavy version. Exactly. That exactly. That's why it worked. They, they turned Metallica, into a metal song. Metallica taking uh, Whiskey in a Jar. Oh, my God. Totally Incredible. changed it. Yep. Totally changed it. That's Incredible. why it works. Yep. You know, some of those things work. Other ones, you're like. Dude, what are you doing? This well, that you know, you, you, we it. haven't re- we haven't reviewed it yet, but from some of the comments that we've had back and forth, what, what you think about the Kiss My Ass tribute album? The reason why I, I mean, we'll get to that eventually, but the reason why I think that's a kind of a standout is because most of the bands on that tried something completely unique with every Kiss song. They didn't try to ape the band like Poison did with Rock and Roll All Night. They tried to do something really unique and really different, something that sticks out. And, and you know, and I think that's. That's the problem with this. You you said it right from the get-go. They just tried to do a carbon copy in of, of the song. So one thing I want to talk about is, you know that music from the Elder tribute? There's a fucking artist that did that whole album. And, I, you know, I've heard some of the parts to it. I listened to it because somebody sent a message. And, hey, Zeus, because he knows I like the Elder. It's a band Asking. called it's a it's a band called I think it's a band or an artist. It's called Ancient Door. It's a tribute okay. to music from the elder. So I listened to a lot of it yesterday. Yeah, I actually really liked it. Yep. I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Um, we could have the artist on here. Maybe we will in the future. But I thought it was different. I liked it. Yep. Um, and I, I agree. Whoever sent that to me, I can't find it. You know why I can't find it? Because a million fucking people tag us in shit about conversations that we're not even involved in and take up our whole fucking timeline. No, here's the thing. We don't mind when people tag us and stuff. What happens is you guys use the tweet as your own personal text message thing. And then I can't, when then we can't keep track. It's like, 
Hey, great song. Oh, I agree. Yeah, me too. Next thing you know, I got look, I get 93 Twitter notifications and it's everybody fucking thumbs up and everything. We love you guys, but go get a room. Yeah. It, you know what it's called? Pick up the phone and text your buddy these comments. I can't fucking read any comments anymore. I have no idea because they're all fucking comments talking about Iron Maiden's ball bags. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't give a fuck. Taking it came from shit. It came from Swede in New York. Yes, thank you, Swede who, in New York. Who was actually, if I recall correctly, I think that's Peter Wexler. Oh wow, that'd be great if it is I, him. I, I might be wrong, but I think that's him. So he's the one who tagged us. And not long ago, I think on our Facebook, I posted something about it. That I, I didn't realize it was out yet, uh, but it, but it's out. It's on. He he sent us the Spotify link for it. But anyways, go ahead. You were talking. Yeah, about no, that. I'm just saying, and uh, you know, and again, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like uh, insult some of our listeners that tag us, tag us and everything. No, no, no. Of course we haven't. We're talking about fucking conversations that are three weeks old on a fucking thread. That's still continuous. That hasn't had anything to do with kiss or us and about 200 fucking tweets. (laughs) I don't want to see that shit. Untag us. What the fuck? No, 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 no. I told you the magic thing. Twitter has a thing called mute this conversation. I get it. We don't get the notifications, but it's still listed. I know. I'm kidding. I'm and so kidding. when I try to find Sweet in New York's tweet, yeah, I'm like, where the fuck is it? Right. Right. So, but anyways, you were talking about what you thought of that. How that was a creative way to cover Kiss. Yeah, I, I liked it. And if you kind of come at it that way, that's fine. This is Poison saying, "Yeah, we're going to make it fun because it's done by us." You didn't change anything, right? The beat, the tone, and everything else is the same. And the cover album that we... I'm sorry, finish. And I was going to say, except that you fucked it up. Yeah. And the cover album that we talked about, uh, the we talked about this before, the original version of the cover album was Spin the Bottle, but then it was re-released as Pure Fire. I have the vinyl of that. Those cover versions, they're fucking awesome because they turned them into like hard rock, borderline like metal. So it's it's not just a carbon copy of the thing there's some originality there's some creativity they're trying to turn up the volume turn up the guitars make things a little bit unique and add a spin to it that's what you should want from a cover song which makes poisons covers terrible there's nothing there other than hitting record and it, it would be the equivalent of me and zeus grabbing the mic at fucking kiss karaoke on the cruise yeah. And just and, and singing it and just singing it with like no, no, no energy, no creativity, no originality, just trying to get through the lyrics. And after three minutes, the song's over and everybody says, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. And they try to cover themselves in the kiss glory. Like, oh, exactly. we're part of that. That's right. That's like, right. Yeah. So I'm anxious to see what people think about this, because obviously we did. We, we took the gloves off here because this warranted a conversation because we've made jokes a lot about this, whether it's just me and Zeus talking jokes during the show once in a while social media stuff but it came out and we said let's kind of it's almost like an early festivus airing of the poison grievances let's get this out there talk about it and we we know you guys are going to have a lot to say about this because you guys were jumping in on the picture i posted so we want to hear what you guys think of our kind of breakdown uh play-by-play of this so yeah well tom what we do next is this yes our question of the week Brought to us by a company where our good friend and Patreon buddy Joe Decker works with, and that is Fusion Tech Data and Electric. Yeah, Fusion Tech. 
Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah. And we got a good question here from a, a relatively new listener, I believe. I think we read one of his DMs not long ago, Mr. Shane Loudon. And he says, I've been spending the last couple of weeks catching up on old shows and I can't get enough. He asks us a two-part question. I'm going to read the first part. What do you think is the biggest opportunity that KISS missed the mark on? He says, for me, it's collectible figures. Well, the Alive Love Gun and Creatures line from McFarlane were definitely the coolest things produced and were definitely on the right track. Everything since then has been trash. So he's pretty much saying, is there something that KISS missed the mark on either did it poorly or maybe didn't do it enough or didn't do it at all. Anything you can think of in terms of missing the mark. Cause I got, I got something right off the top of my head. Oh, why don't you go first then? Okay. All right. We've mentioned this before and I understand that record store day is not necessarily the artist. It's record companies, the labels, etc. Kiss misses the mark every fucking year that they don't release something on record store day. I went this year I picked up some great stuff from Foo Fighters, some stuff from Charlie Bonanti, just awesome stuff. A lot of it is it's very a lot of it is very unique, whether it's picture discs or a live concert that's never been released or an EP. I picked up the Alice in Chains EP, something unique that will get people kind of inspired and enthusiastic about a band. And I think Kiss and it's vinyl. Vinyl's big. Okay, 12 inches big. You got a nice big picture of something on there. Do that. We talked about, oh, make throw make a picture disc vinyl of Winterland or something, something like that. I think that's a huge missed opportunity for, for them. I've been saying that, and, and I know they're never going to do it. Ace Freely has been involved with Record Store Day. He did it with Trouble Walking. He released some swirled vinyl kind of thing. But it got people out there. It got people enthusiastic about that album. And I wish Kiss would do that. So to me... They fuck up by not getting involved in record store day. Tom, for me, it's the same thing I've been talking about for a couple of years now. I've been saying Kiss is missing out on doing a Kiss app. Yeah. Uh, I think if they did a Kiss app, you'll get constant money flowing in, maybe a 5 to $10 subscription, and you get every fucking Kiss video you can ever think of, concerts, and they would release new stuff every once in a while, make sure it's synced correctly. Onto there, you have all their albums. All their live VHS and DVD specials, everything on there. And maybe on this app once in a while, Bruce Kulick will have an appearance. Oh, you know what? On the app, Gene Simmons is going to do a storyteller about a couple songs. Maybe on the app, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Peter Chris talks about his band Lips. (laughs) Not to be confused with Louis Lips. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh steal a porn style receiver. Yeah. Like something like that. You know how much money they could make from that? 
they don't want to do it. So yep. um, anyway, uh, that's what I'm thinking. I've been talking about this for quite some time. I wish they would take us up on it. I agree. It's a no brainer. Easy access to everything. You want you want people to stop doing those Kiss Vision DVDs and VHS, whatever. Put all your shit out there. You you take pictures of you sitting in your warehouses with all this crazy stuff. Put it on there, like you said. Five bucks a month gets you this. Ooh, the demon tier, like our Patreon. Ooh, you get this. Yeah, put out fucking polls. Which fucking should we do next? What do you like the best? You know, fucking engage. Maybe put the Dubai DVD concert on there. <laughs> Dubai shit. Anyway, yeah, I, that's a great question, man. Great thank question, you. Shane. Shane. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. P- appreciate you uh, being a big fan of listener and submitting questions. We love that. Yeah. Tom, where can people find us? Check out our website, please. Shout it out loudcast.com. It's your one stop for everything there. You can get some nice merch. Click on the link. Get a nice shout it out loudcast shirt. You got access to all of our episodes, ARC, Zeppelin Chronicles, which, yes, it's coming. Believe me, we haven't forgotten about you guys. Uh, you got all of our rankings, album covers, songs, et cetera, et cetera, all kinds of stuff. There's links to our friends, all kinds of stuff. Check that out, and you can send questions directly from that website right there, too. Uh, and, of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can send us DMs, tag us. Yes, we'll complain about it, but still tag us. We love you guys. Uh, you know, you can send DMs on those. I think I've already mentioned that, but please, I'll repeat it again. Uh, and of course, our email, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Send us emails. We love to read those. We love to read them during the show. Uh, you guys send feedback, comments, questions. Um, if you have something that you'd like to keep private or, you know, you don't want us to read, just let us know. We'll respect that. And we know some guys want to communicate privately. Uh, and that's cool. Now, we talked about our awesome Patreon family, patreon.com and the Patreon app. Check it out. See if there's something you're interested in. We love all of our patrons. So you guys rock. And uh, we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast family of shows. Tons of great shows. We mentioned a few. Our buddy Jay from the Hook Rocks, Baco and Loose Cannon on Cobras and Fire. Uh, So check out Pantheon podcast. Tons of great shows, including us. Yeah, Tom, I'm going to piggyback on that. Merch is fucking going like hotcakes these days. I don't know what's going on. You guys are... uh... Finally, coming to the website and maybe ordering from there. Get those shouted out loudcast t shirts and make sure you wear them at Creatures Fest. Hey guys, he said hotcakes. <laughs> Speaking of hotcakes, Bruce Butterworth here. Check <laughs> us out. <laughs> Our people ain't exactly swelling with pride on account of you selling flapjacks. We love you, Bruce. We know you listen every week. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, That YouTube channel keeps growing, man. We love it. Can't can't thank you guys enough. So make sure you subscribe, whether you listen to us on YouTube or you just want to, like, give us a nice thumbs up. Uh, Don't forget, give us one of those five star star child reviews. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Podchaser, Facebook, anywhere you can give us a five-star child review, we'd appreciate it. It really helps us, believe it or not. And keep them coming, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to always read them on the episode. Tom, we got one, don't we? We do, yes. We got one from Frisco Tex, and it's titled Grateful, five stars. I am so grateful to have found this podcast. It is very informative and entertaining. 
Tom and Zeus are fair, in my opinion, in their take on Kiss's music. That can be hard when you are as deep as they are into the discography. Having just found this in the past month, I have a lot of catching up on episodes and thoroughly look forward to it. Yeah, Frisco Tex. We are grateful for you, the fan, for for writing to us a review like that. It's awesome. And like Zeus said, please keep those reviews coming. We know everybody's busy. Take a few seconds, write a review. It really helps the show, increases visibility, um, and we love that. So thank you. Thank you, Frisco Tex. And we love when you guys tell us that you're new to the show. Yes. And you're going back through our catalog. Yes. Give us a heads up if you're doing that. We love it. And we love to see the new interactions by our new listeners. And, of course, we love our continued listeners and the ones there from the beginning. We got a lot of great ones there. So. Yep. Agreed. Thank you for all of that. And Tom, I always want to remember to say our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We love the emails, but you know what else we love? We love when you guys go to the new website, shout it out loudcast.com, shout it out loudcast.com. You can see where we rank every kiss album we've ever reviewed, where we rank all the songs on those albums. You can look at our ARC rankings and you can laugh at Sonny's uh, terrible selections. And then you could also go and look at our Zet Chronicles. You can look at the episodes. You can read the notes. And you can comment on every episode. Feel free to do so. Comment on all the rankings. All interaction is welcome. We appreciate it. And uh, make sure you peruse the website. So, Tom, before we move on, we always like to end with famous last words. Do you have any? Yes, and as easy as it would be to take something from rock and roll all night, I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm going to take something from this, which has nothing to do with rock and roll all night, okay? Because I'm crazy, kind of hazy. I'm not sorry. going to worry. I'm not lonely. She's my only. She's got me eating out of her hands. I've been on my own. I've been all alone. I was hypnotized. I felt paralyzed. But late at night, I still want you just to say nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. Ooh, I gassy. Tom, thank you. Loudcasters, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. You can't wait to hear what you guys think of this. Uh, just agree with us. It's the it's the right thing to do. But we love you guys. Zeus, as always, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, poison. Oh, nah, this is poison. (laughs) This is so horrible. I can't even begin to talk about how much this sucks. Yeah, yeah, really. Look at these butt knockers. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, let me tell you what I want. Uh. (laughs) Ah!
<laughs> Remember back when they used to like play videos by these guys all the time? Yeah, that really sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing they're gone. Yeah, really. <laughs> Wait a minute. That dude right there? I think he's that dude that drives the snack truck now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, he's got like a mustache now, and he's just got long hair in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet these guys like practice their little wussy dance moves. Yeah, <laughs> up, two, three, four, and hit, and two. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> Bobby, I smeared my lipstick when I kissed my finger. Could I borrow some of yours? <laughs> You're a little too good at that, Beavis. <laughs> Bobby, Cece, and Brett. <laughs> and don't forget Ricky. <laughs>